Hello, it's Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, another year-end podcast. These will be my favorite TV shows of the year, but I need to explain a little bit. In each one of my year-end lists, I try and do the top 19 of the year. These are my favorites, not the best. The only podcast, the only list I made that I consider the best was my list of the best-looking home video releases, best-looking and sounding. I have a modest setup. I've watched thousands of movies in my lifetime. Quality-wise, as we've gotten better from VHS to DVD to Blu-ray to 4K, that list was a subjective, these are the best movies I saw as far as video presentation and audio presentation, but I wasn't commenting on the quality of the movie itself. There will be a list of my favorite movies of the year, but the rest of these lists are my favorites. I don't play every video game, I don't watch every TV show, I don't watch every movie, I don't listen to every album released in a year. I am not qualified to call these the best. They are my favorites of the things that I watched. And this, unfortunately, I didn't watch 19 TV shows this year. I don't watch a lot of TV shows. Um, I haven't in, in a couple of decades, actually. But with the rise of HBO, Netflix, Amazon Prime, they're making some incredibly good episodic stories, which I will call generically TV shows. But we are at a movie level of filmmaking when it comes to TV shows. They are filmed quicker with usually lower budgets, but Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO, they're spending movie budgets on these series now, and they're quite amazing. So I did watch 11 (laughs) And these are my top 11 TV shows that I watched in 2019. Coming in at number 11, Jack Ryan Season 2. I thought they did a really good job on Amazon Prime at recreating the Tom Clancy novels for modern audiences. I grew up reading The Hunt for Red October and Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. I love those books, and they've made good movies out of all of them. But it was time to do something different and to tell the story of Jack Ryan a little bit differently, a little bit younger. They did a great job on season one. Season two didn't rank as high for me. I enjoyed the storyline. I I really enjoyed the show. I binge-watched it. Um, But it just didn't resonate with me like season one did. It wasn't quite as epic, but it was really, really good. Coming in at number 10 is Stranger Things Season 3. The last couple of seasons I've just absolutely loved. Couldn't wait to watch them, binge watch them. And even though Season 3 was filmed in my hometown, filmed in the shopping mall that I actually worked in in high school, and gave me all these retro feelings, at the end of the series I just thought, in some ways it was better than previous seasons, but it didn't leave me with as you know with as as much as a heartwarming feeling as the first two seasons. I can't wait to see where season four goes, and I absolutely still love Stranger Things. It just didn't hit me like as hard as I thought it would. And number nine is the new series, The Witcher. I'm a fan of the books. I'm a fan of the video games. I'm now a fan of the TV series. It's different. Hardcore fans of the books and the games are having trouble with it, just like hardcore fans of Game of Thrones had problems with that. I understand that. But taking it on its own as a TV show, as a fantasy television show, it's something different. And we need some different things out there. Henry Cavill does a great job playing Geralt. I I like the other two women who are main characters, Ciri and Yennefer. I thought it was a very entertaining show, and I really couldn't wait to get to the end of it and can't wait for season two. So it comes in at number nine. 
At number eight is one of my favorite TV series of the last few years, Mindhunter Season 2. It just didn't rank higher on the list because this one didn't grab me as much as Season 1. In a lot of ways, I thought it was better paced. I thought the acting was all top-notch. I thought we got off track a little bit. Um, There were some side storylines that really didn't lead anywhere and and nobody really cared. Uh, It could have been at least an episode shorter based on that criteria. But still, incredible television, incredibly detailed, incredibly well done, and was a storyline that took place in my hometown when I was growing up. It's about the Atlanta child murders for the most part, and that was a big part of my middle school and high school life, watching that on television. It really took me back because it was so accurately done, so kudos to David Fincher and the creative minds behind Mindhunter. At number seven, His Dark Materials on HBO. I absolutely love the books, His Dark Materials. Uh, They're controversial in some circles. I think they're classics. They're right up there with some of the best uh, series of books that I've ever read in my life with Lord of the Rings and things like that. I think they're incredibly well thought out and well made. And this TV show really is. I'm watching the last episode today, so maybe I shouldn't put this this in the list until I'm completely done with it. But it's been great. It's a a stellar adaptation. Philip Pullman's been involved. It is much better than the Golden Compass movie by a thousand times, and I can't wait for season two. At number six, controversial amongst hardcore fans, but I love Star Trek Discovery season two. I love the first season. I love this. I think it's Star Trek for a new generation, not to use the next generation, but... Star Trek Next Generation was for that generation, and it's still my favorite of the TV series after the original. You can't touch the original. Even with its cheesy production values and acting, it, I, it's quintessential watching. I love Star Trek. Star Trek Next Generation is my favorite. Deep Space Nine and the ones that followed didn't resonate with me as hard. They were entertaining. They were enjoyable. I really liked Voyager, but... It, Star Trek Discovery rekindled my love for Star Trek like the J.J. Abrams movies did for the movies. It It is a darker take on the, on the Federation and the Star Trek universe. It is told from a different perspective than we're used to. All the shows usually revolve around the captains, and it's not about the captain. Um, and season two was just incredibly well done, movie-style special effects, couldn't wait to get to the next episode. I plowed through it quicker than I should have. I'm ready to rewatch it and looking forward to what they do in season three. It's incredibly well thought out and well done. It may not scratch that Star Trek itch for some people. It did for me. This one I finally finished last night. I know everybody watched it last summer, but at number five, Chernobyl. This is an amazing television show. It is incredibly well done for a drama where really all the action happens at the beginning. But it is an important TV show for people to watch to not only document the time, but the need for the truth from governments, from scientists, from people in general, from the news media. We just need the truth, no matter how horrible it is. And horrible things happen, but if they had been honest about it, they would have saved lives. And... It's a horrifying thing to watch, but incredibly well acted and well done. A superior TV series and would have ranked at the top of the list if these other four hadn't come out this year. At number four, The Mandalorian. Sure, it's pop culture. Sure, it's Star Wars. But it is the Star Wars 
show that we've always wanted. They are doing it right. It is, yes, it's based on nostalgia, but it is incredibly well done. It's great episodic television. It's a great storyline. It has things to say. It They couldn't have done it any better than they have, and it was hard not to put it higher. The Mandalorian is the Star Trek series we have always wanted since I watched A New Hope in 1977. I always hope we can make a TV show out of it. They finally did it. Movie-level special effects, superior acting, great plotting. There was really no throwaways in it. Some people talk about this episode or that episode didn't carry along the story, but they carried along the characters. And for the main character to never take off his helmet until the last episode, sorry about the spoiler, um, the character emotes incredibly well, even though a couple of stuntmen also play the character in a lot of scenes. Uh, I like everything about it. The Mandalorian, definitely one of the best shows of the year, and it came in at number four on my list. As a huge fan of the books, I'm so glad that even though the Sci-Fi Channel canceled it, Amazon picked up The Expanse. At number three, season four of The Expanse carries on the traditions of the first three shows and the first three books and does an incredible job. It is realistic sci-fi, quite the opposite of The Mandalorian. The Expanse is what would happen if we actually do move into space and these things happen. The special effects are realistic. The physics is realistic. The acting, how humans would behave, the whole thing. The books are incredible. If you're still reading books, definitely pick up the entire Expanse. It's a great read. And as television goes, it's hard to get much better in the sci-fi genre. The Expanse is fantastic. And season four upped the ante on everything. The special effects were better. The cameras were, everything just felt bigger. Thank you. Bless you, Amazon. Can't wait for season five. And number two is one that I didn't see on anybody's list, but it blew me away. The Dark, season two on Netflix. The Dark is Netflix's first German show. It's in German language, so you watch it dubbed or subtitled. I watched it with subtitles. And it is some of the most intelligent television ever made. It is incredibly complex for what starts out as a basic story of people in a small German town affected by this power plant outside of the town. And... As it gets farther into the mystery, this is also great television because you want to binge watch it. You want to see what's next. No television show in recent memory has boggled my mind like the dark, and I couldn't wait to get to the end of it to find... And then it leaves you with another big cliffhanger, just like season one did. They are currently making the final season of the dark. It will debut sometime this year. I can't wait for season three. If you haven't watched the dark and you can deal with subtitles or dubbing, watch the dark on Netflix. It's an amazing television show. Coming in at number one on my list is probably not a surprise if you've listened to my other podcast, Watchmen. Talk about an intelligent TV show that doesn't give a freak about the audience. It wants to tell the story it wants to tell, and you need to keep up. And I'm impressed with that alone. The fact that they made a brand new story in a universe I'm very familiar with. I've read The Watchmen. I've seen the different versions of the movie. This is a sequel. It's a new story that takes place in the same universe. It's incredibly well acted. The special effects are great. And it's mind-boggling with tons of what-the-hell-just-happened moments that aren't explained until the end. And even that, 
I'm ready for season two, but there's no word that we're going to get a season two. Damon Lindelof, who created the show, said, I made one season. The story begins and the story ends, and that's all I plan to do. I would watch the hell out of somebody making a season two, but he doesn't plan to. It's been highly successful, so I'd be surprised if he doesn't come back and make a season two. But The Watchmen on HBO, my top television series of the year, just because... It boggled my mind even more than the dark. <laughs> I just, and they wrapped everything up in a killer final episode. I can't wait to see what happens next. And if nothing happens next, it was a good ending. The Watchmen, number one. That's my list of the top 11 TV shows. That's really all the TV I watched this year. I, Sorry I didn't talk about Game of Thrones. I gave up on that show about the sixth season and, and didn't really finish it. Uh, one day I will, but I wasn't a huge fan of the books either, so it was hard. I always felt Game of Thrones was a big soap opera. So anyway, long story short, that is my top 11 of the year. I'll be right back in the next podcast with my top 19 movies of the year. These are the movies I saw in the theater, a few of them on home video, but almost all of them I saw in the cinema, thanks to being an AMC Prime member or an AMC A-list member. Um, and that'll be coming up in the next podcast. I will also have my top 19 albums of the year coming your way very soon as well. These are all my favorites, not the best, but my favorites. I'm Scott Hamilton. My website is therockfile.com. You can subscribe to these podcasts just about everywhere, including here. <laughs> I always like to hear from people. I love your comments, um, and, and definitely please subscribe. Also, check out my Patreon page. I'm Scott Hamilton. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.